This is Real Estate Co-Pilot. It doesn't matter if you're a client or an agent, I can help guide you through your real estate journey. Get ready for takeoff. This is Real Estate Copilot. I am your host, Josh Shives. Joining me as always, our in-house marketing guru, Nelson Pelton. How's it going, man? <laughs> hey. Uh, today's guests are Jason Everett and Scott Mooney of Fairway Mortgage Everett Team. You guys want to introduce yourself? Yeah. <laughs> I am Jason Everett um, with Fairway. And I'm Scott Mooney with Fairway Mortgage. You can talk a little bit more about yourself, like, you know, how long you've been in the business. Yeah, or, super excited to yeah. be here. Um, you know, when Josh approached us with this, we said, absolutely, we'd, we'd love to come have a chat. And um, so Jason and I have been and doing business together for a couple of years. He's been in the industry a little longer. Uh, I think I'm coming up on three years um, in mortgages, and um, it's been a fun ride the last, uh, last 18 months especially. Learned a lot. Um, I don't know about you, Jason. Yeah. How many years have you been in it, Jason? Uh, I have been in it. This year will be 10 years. 10. Wow. 10 yeah. years. So, um, yeah. Um, been uh, been at a couple different places. And like Scott said, the last 12 to 18 months have certainly been a little bit um, trying and unique, mm -hmm. but definitely a learning experience. And uh, at the end of the day, I think that allows us to um, help a lot more clients have a little bit more knowledge so cool yeah so well today's with our with our guest here are today's main topics there's going to be mortgages in general as a, as a whole um cover a couple of different bullet points here but i think we're going to start with the ever-changing rates which we'll have to do with that that 12 to 18 months that you were just talking about um, tell us what's happening with mortgages over the past like year and a half yeah go ahead jason i'll, I'll chime in <clears throat> yeah so um those people that have have been paying attention, um, both buyers and sellers, over the last twelve to eighteen months, we've seen a lot of uh, I'll call it economic turmoil. Um, I think and, that's well phrased. Yeah, yeah, and and with that has come certainly a lot more volatility than than any of us um, are are used to seeing. Um, so that brought not only tightened guidelines, um, so buyers had to fit a smaller box. It was a little bit harder to get get approved for a mortgage um, or, or qualify for a mortgage. And then coupled with the fact that uh, the elephant in the room, the, the highest rates we've seen in, in about 40 years. Um, so you, you, you know, lump those two things together and it's certainly created um, a different landscape to, uh, to real estate than, than, you know, any of us in the last 15, 20 years have, have been accustomed. Yeah, it's been all uphill for for a last while. Yeah, um, and I think um, to that point, I think having an abundance of products um, has has kind of set us apart from a lot of the pack, a lot of our competition. Um, and you know, I'll, I'll let Scott kind of chime in here, but um, yeah, I, I think <clears throat> being able to appeal to a diverse group of buyers um, from all different economic walks of life, um, and and it's it's been able to uh, to allow us to to still close loans, still do mortgages, and ultimately get people into home ownership. Just work a little harder, right? That's right. Yeah. That's right. Got to stick your nose to the ground and keep going. Uh, you you can chime in whenever yeah. you want, Scott. Yeah, I mean the, the relationship in real estate yeah. mortgages. You know, for people that don't know, we we work very hand in hand and when you guys see a market change we see a market change and you know for everybody out there that that maybe isn't following as close as we do every single day or you go back the to tv on in the past year <laughs> that's right. right. You, you can watch it all over any news show that you want to see mortgage rates up and down everybody wants to talk what's your rate you know you go back to 2020 and the whole world changed and interest rates dropped significantly 2021 a, a record year for real estate and record year for mortgages it was it was a great time, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, everything was flowing, everything was going. I mean, it was it was good and bad. It was great, like on the on the on the flow standpoint for sure. But it was a hectic time at the same. Like everybody was. Uh, I would almost say that you were you you were doing a lot more deals, but you were working harder then than you are now. Um, yeah, different set of problems. I yeah. mean, back then the the sentiment from all of our buyers were we we can't get 
we can't get in homes because we can't even get in to yeah. see them. They're selling mm-hmm. so fast and yeah. Yeah. different type of work. So like right now you're you're working to get business and then you were you, the business was flowing, but at least on the real estate side, but you were just working to get them the property um, over and over and over again because it was 37 offers on each house. I would have hated to be a, a an agent who worked with a lot of buyers at that time. You were yeah. running around with your like a chicken with your head cut off, running to different properties, trying to trying to get people in. Absolutely. Now, me as a complete outsider, so do you guys work mostly with with buyers or with the agents that are representing your buyers? Yeah, so we work with, I mean, we solely work with buyers doing okay. mortgages. So um, inevitably, some of those buyers have a property to sell. So mm-hmm. we're indirectly related to, to the sales side there. Um, but I would say a majority of our business comes from agents who, who work with buyers. Um, some of that, um, you know, if, if, if an agent who does a lot of listings, um, usually that's the first point of contact for someone who's ready to sell. And then if they're selling, they need a place to go. So it's kind of a domino mm-hmm. effect. And a lot of those listing agents will say, Hey, I've got a client who's selling a house. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they'll, they'll send them to us and we can kind of prepare them based on what they're going to net and you know what their situation is. One thing I'd say where they, they do get to work with sellers is like, if they do have the relationship with the realtor already, mm-hmm. um, Sometimes you'll see them actively participate in, you know, uh, an advertised buy down or an open house or something like that to um, just to be on site and ready to roll in case a buyer comes in. But they're they're going for the buyer, but they're actively working with the seller, I guess, in that standpoint. Yeah, I mean, I would say it's a it's a small town here, Lafayette, West Lafayette. I still consider it a small town. And most of the time when we have buyers and sellers we know both of the listing agents on both sides Mm -hmm. and it's quite common where we'll actually know the buyer and the seller. It's a collective goal for everybody. You know, we always say, let's get butts in houses and, you know, do it the best, best way for buyer and seller. Yeah. Everybody works together. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's one of the biggest things in, in this market is it's truly been, um, from all real estate professionals, whether that's title companies, inspectors, uh, realtors, lenders, it, it truly has been all hands on deck for the last, you know, let's call it 18 months because things have been difficult for everyone. Um, so before it was, you know, kind of the seller held all the chips and, you know, maybe didn't have to negotiate as much. And that landscape very quickly changed yeah. um, when, when the when the rates shot up. So it's it's been, I think, refreshing, I'll say, for for us. Um, to really feel like it's been a true team effort on on all fronts, appraisers, inspectors, realtors, buyers, sellers, lenders. It's everybody has been truly all in um, to try to help people. Yeah, if you would have rolled the clock back that eighteen months and said, "Hey, we need five k in closing costs," it just yeah. wouldn't have happened. Yeah, it would yeah. Been- <laughs> good luck. Yeah. So um, in recent months, then um, with the with the market how it is, do you see an increase in first-time home buyers or people that are selling and, and purchasing a second home? Or, or I think what, this is a good one for change? Scott. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so it, what's really ironic is is as the real estate markets change from 2020, we'll call it to 2023, where interest rates are more than double. Um, it's been really interesting that our business has been very protected and it, it's actually grown, um, which is the inverse to most mortgage companies. First-time home buyers are a huge part of our business. I mean, they really are. We pride ourselves in in the the knowledge that we can share with them, the consultations, and, and being an advisor, not just a lender. Mm-hmm. Um, so, first-time home buyers will always be a big portion of what we do. Buying and selling, you know, contingent. Yeah, there's still some people out there that are starting to kind of stir up a little bit. A lot of people are locked on those really juicy two or three percent interest rates, and they yeah. just don't want to leave those. For sure. That's okay too. So um, those will start to free up, I think, as you see rates come down. So a little bit of both, but a lot of first-time home buyers. As you see rates go down, so this is opinion. We'll state that, but prediction for the year. Yeah, that's uh, that's the million-dollar question, right? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, I I think the longer you look at things towards the end of the year, it, it's going to get better. I, I really, and that is my opinion. But we do a lot of of reading. We have a lot of industry experts that, that speak to our company and. It gen- generally, at the end of the day, it seems to be a consensus that rates are coming down. Now, how much? I, 
Should we all pull out? Should we pull out twenty bucks and everybody write a number on it right now and see what we're doing? <laughs> this That'd week? Be a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> this week, there's a lot of economic data release that um, will be kind of the the initial shock and awe of 2024. So, uh, over the next two to three days, we'll I think have have a a little bit more insight than we have right now. Okay. Um, but yeah, I think the general consensus is is just that that things will improve. They've already started to. I mean, we look at just what Scott ninety days ago. You know, September, October of, of 23, rates hit the peak. Uh, I mean, we were we were surpassing eight, eight and a quarter um, on a 30-year fixed rate mortgage. Um, so, again, that's that's a range um, depending on on the buyer's statistics. But, yeah, I mean, we, we've already seen some improvement um, from the market. And, and, again, ideally that will continue. So Okay. So they avoided the question of what the prediction was, but, uh, other than it would decline. I was I mentioned this on the last episode, but I was at a conference um, probably like a month and a half ago now. Uh, the Housing Wire guy was there that does all their data, and he his prediction um, was was five and a half to five seven five by the end of the year, and uh, um, he said the only in there was a one scenario, and some of that economic data will will would dictate that. But he said if an unemployment rate hit 300,000 people, then you could even see a high four. What's your opinion on that? Yeah, jobless claims, um, inflation, bond market, there's a lot of factors to that. But obviously, as the economy shows signs of slower growth or too slow of growth, that's when our rates come back. Um, Everything's pretty much tied to that inflation to some degree. you know, you look at your average 30-year fixed right now, sitting just under 7%, just over 7%, depending on the day. Is there a chance that we could see rates in the high fours? We sure hope so. I, I don't know. It depends on how optimistic. Yeah. <laughs> I think that would be a very invited. Uh, you're going to see the real estate market. You're going to see everything really tick up if that happens. So yeah. how much does the government want things to really increase? Uh, well, that's, yeah, that's, I mean, that's, they always talk about, if you follow the news, they talk about the soft landing and harsh landing and to the housing wires knowledge i mean if, if if unemployment spikes really high then obviously they want to bring that down so yeah that would be a turbulent uh, I'm, not, I'm not sure if we would call that a crash or what uh, but that yeah. would be some sort of turbulent landing <laughs> when we talk about rates and rates and changing and ever changing and you said crash you know how many times did you guys hear because i know on the real estate side you know as, as these rates skyrocketed we kept hearing like 2008 2009 crash it's coming it's coming and i'd never believed that um but on your guys' side, you probably heard the same thing. And what, oh, yeah. like, what was your response to that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we I, we've had some drinks and talked about this just personally. I know, but the the, the crash, like the great crash, you know, coming into twenty twenty three, where everything you know just tanks. Like two thousand eight, uh, I think we both agreed that it just it, it wasn't going to happen that way. Um, and I think we're seeing the the that play out. Uh, I don't know what your take is, but I, I don't see a crash. I mean, I think. I think in its simplest form, it's it's back to supply and demand. In 2008, 2009, there were too many homes. Um, mortgages were too easy to get. Um, people who were, were maybe not supposed to qualify for a mortgage were very easily getting a mortgage. And now we're on the exact opposite of that. So sure, things have slowed down a little bit from a buying and selling standpoint, but if you just look at the inventory, and I don't know, Josh, you can speak to this a little bit. Our inventory nationwide is still very at a low. record low. Um, and the demand with the increasing um, increasing rents, people want to get out of renting and, and own a home. So I, I think if you just look at the simple supply and demand of it, it's, it's hard to say that we're going to see a crash when there's still so many buyers and so few homes available. Um, I agree. That's pretty much what isn't there. That's my answer too to most people. I just, I we we heard it a lot, or the agents, my agents heard it a lot, and I was just curious if you guys heard it as well. And um, when we look at Tippecanoe County as a whole, with with the growth pattern, the the supply and demand, and I know you guys do outside of Tippecanoe as we do, but that's kind of our our home base. But uh, there's just, in my opinion, there's no mathematic equation that makes this area go down. Yeah, and, and I mean, we, we talk to people who are relocating for various jobs at the university or, or manufacturing plants. Um, I would say weekly we talk to someone that's moving from out of our area or out of our state. And the thing that I always say is like Tippecanoe County, Lafayette, West Lafayette, we're very well insulated with 
not only Purdue, but the variety of manufacturing facilities we have, a lot of blue collar jobs, um, a lot of people that are hungry to work. Um, and, and I think that plays into it a little bit too. This is just kind of a desirable pocket of the country for people to live. Great, great place to retire. Great weather. I mean, everything's <laughs> yeah. perfect here, right? We haven't seen the sun in <laughs> like three great. weeks. Yeah. I think we're going to see it here in the next... Uh, I was to, looking at that yesterday. Not tomorrow, but uh, what's yeah. today? Tuesday. So Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I think we're going to see sun, guys. So here, my hands <laughs> or are 40s and sunny, like maybe around the golf or something. Oh, yes. Ah. That sounds nice. I don't know if you'll be able to play golf. The course will be a little wet. <laughs> yeah, a little soggy. <laughs> yeah. Um, but... Yeah, last week I had to reschedule a lot of my shoots because it was so foggy I couldn't get what I needed to. Yeah, I wonder like, about that. How do you take pictures and make a yeah. home look nice with this weather, right? I well, mean, like, I, I don't. <laughs> 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 no, that's easy with Photoshop. But um, um, with flying the drone, um, I can't legally fly if visibility is under three miles. And um, depending on the height of the cloud ceiling, so last week... The clouds were like 300 feet, and I have to fly 500 feet below the clouds, which means I can't take off. <laughs> so, so you're part weatherman now, yeah, too. Yeah, <laughs> yep. Yeah, we had to reschedule some, uh, some team photo shoots the last couple weeks because our Weather. photographer was like, yeah, it's way too gloomy out. I can't, I can't make this look any better. So. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, was supposed to be on a, a flight on Sunday morning to – Iowa, fun little city over in Iowa, and uh, we couldn't take off for visibility, so we had to delay. It's been real bad. Yeah. Wah, wah. But, okay. So that's a little bit about mortgage rates and ever-changing and, and our opinions on some things. We're going to uh, move in, move to the next topic here of different programs you guys offer, or maybe you don't even offer, but are available out there. I know you guys offer most of the spectrum, but let's just talk about different mortgage programs as a whole and what's available to, to buyers. Yeah, I'll tackle a couple, and then I'll, I'll, let, I'll let Jason cover a couple as well. Um, you know, the, the thing that we pride ourselves on, big reason why we really love Fairway and Advocates, is, is that um, we can do so many different programs. Mm -hmm. Getting people in homes, it can be a challenge sometimes. You know, if you, if you don't have a lot of money saved for a down payment, uh, maybe you have non-traditional credit. Maybe you you're, the way that you're paid is a little bit interesting. You know, maybe you, you're not a W-2 employee. If you don't fit that box, that's okay. Let's figure out a solution, and I think we, we really pride ourselves on that. A couple of things I'll touch on. We, we do a lot of VA loans uh, for veterans. Uh, Fairway is huge on veterans. Uh, in fact, we try to give away multiple service dogs um, every year at uh, functions to, to deserving veterans. And VA loans are they're a really great tool for a zero down buyer that's an eligible veteran. Um, is that the red the red shirt golf thing you do? Fairway red. Okay. Yeah. AWI. So on, on Fridays, you'll notice we're in red a lot. Uh, red Fridays, uh, AWI. You want to elaborate on AWI? Yeah, yeah. AWI is a, is a nonprofit that uh, Fairway <coughs> actually owns. It stands for American Warrior Initiative. Um, and basically, it's a way for, for us as a, as a cumulative company to give back to veterans. So the biggest way we do that um, is by allocating service dogs. Um, I think we do. Um, they, they do them all over the nation, but um we've already given away i think two this year and it's only you know one month into the year and, and if um, you're an agent out there if you're a real estate agent it's not been to one of those ceremonies with us i mean it's pretty moving it's it's, it's cool yeah. yeah it's cool um so yeah they, they do them all live they they you know surprise the veteran with a service dog and most people know that those are uh not not inexpensive animals to to train and, and give away so um, yeah, that's, that's one thing we do. We do a big golf outing every year, um, where, you know, everybody wears red. It's, it's pretty neat. Um, it took me a little while to get used to wearing red being boiler country, black and gold. I don't think I owned an article of red clothing, but two days that, a year we can't wear red. That's changed. <laughs> yeah, that's changed. Um, sorry, it's, it's, if it's Friday and we're playing you guys, we're, yeah. we're still wearing yeah. black and gold. Yep, that's right. <laughs> So, um, yeah, AWI is, is near and dear to us here locally. Um, and, and we do, we do a lot of VA loans. So VA is one tool. I mean, we've also made it our, our point to kind of get into some FHA down payment assistance loans. The number one reason why first time home buyers cannot qualify is because they don't have a down payment. Um, we've got at least four or five programs right now, a couple of them through the state of Indiana that have actually very good. You talk about rates, lucrative rates for first time home buyers um, to incentivize down payment assistance. Uh, I think FHA loans, I, I could be wrong, we're, we're one of the top in the nation, if not number one yeah. for volume. Um, 
What else am I missing there? I I think we. I think uh, we are the number one down payment assistance lender in the state. Um, and I think we have been for a number of years. Um, and that's something Scott's really kind of honed in on over the last year, year and a half, is becoming a true expert on those products because there's such a need for that. Um, you know, people may have good credit. They may have good job history. It's just, you know, with inflation and, and the cost of living right now, it's hard to hard to save money. Um so that's that's not a reason that should hold people back from buying a house. And, and Scott, um, I'm I'm definitely proud to say that he's he's become the expert. And anytime I get one of those clients, I'm like, you know, I'm not your guy, but work I work it, Scotty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah, it's it, that's been been very good for us. Now, can can one of you elaborate on the difference between like a USDA and a FHA? Because when when me and my wife we first purchased our home, we we're straight out of college had zero in savings, um, but there were some restrictions if we were going to find a home with the zero down payment. Yeah, USDA loans, is, they're loans that a lot of people can read about, and, and they um, they gravitate towards USDA loans. Mm -hmm. They're a really, really good deal if you can qualify, really are. Um, but the, the requirements for USDA loan, first of all, you've got to be in a rural area. Mm -hmm. uh, that That's kind of a challenge. Lafayette, West Lafayette proper doesn't qualify for USDA. A lot of the surrounding counties don't have a problem with that. You know, you look mm -hmm. at Howard County, Carroll County, uh, Montgomery County, most everything qualifies. <clears throat> um, but the challenge with USDA loans a little bit is they look at your income a little bit differently. There are income maximums. You, you can't qualify if you make too much money. Um, there's also uh, debt to income maximums that are capped at a, a fairly low rate, meaning that a lot of the times USDA loans are used for a little bit lower price tag. But if you qualify, it's, a, it's an excellent loan is a true zero down. The monthly mortgage insurance is very cheap and uh, it can really help your payment. Um, you know, you look at an FHA loan, requirements are a little bit less stringent, meaning they're, they're, they're allowed to go a little lower on the credit scale. You can make as much money as you need to and still qualify for an FHA loan. But in terms of property requirements, if it's Lafayette, West Lafayette proper, you can't go USDA, you have to go with an FHA loan. Sure. Yeah, I, w I would definitely agree. I think USDA, there's there really is kind of a, a niche for um, there's a sweet spot. You, you can't make too much money, but you've got to make enough money. Um, you got to be able to pay your to, pay your bill to qualify. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and and you are. I, I mean, you can typically um, you can only qualify for so much. You, your your qualification is stripped down a little bit when you compare FHA to USDA. That answer your question. It does. Okay. Thank you, guys. Long story short, <laughs> if you can qualify for USDA, I'll go for it. You if you're looking yeah, yeah, that was great for us because we were just outside of the city limits. So we were five minutes to to West Lafayette and and all of that area, and ten minutes to Purdue. So it wasn't like we were out in out in the middle of nowhere. A couple, yeah. a couple <laughs> neighborhoods right out there on 52, yeah. just outside of the West Lafayette city limits, if you uh -huh. will. USDA eligible, really. And a lot of a lot of a lot of agents, a lot of buyers, a lot of listing agents, they'll say, "Hey, you know, I've got a I've got a property. Is it USDA eligible?" And it's for those that don't know, it's it's relatively easy to look up, um, and we, we've got that that site saved. So. Shoot them a text, and yeah. they can, can tell yeah. you. Take it off your plate. There's a site you can look, but just ask your favorite lender, and they'll <laughs> do it. Right. For you. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure whoever whoever your lender is will have that. Yeah. Called Jason and Scott. <laughs> <clears throat> You talked a little bit about being, you know, the highest in the state, and then Scott said something about nationwide on some things. Does Fairway go nationwide right now, or? Yeah, yep. Fairway is licensed in all 50 states. Okay. Um, and we've got a presence in in every state. Yeah, the nice thing is locally, uh, Jason and I licensed in Wisconsin, Kentucky, Indiana, uh, and then we have teammates also surrounding states, Ohio, Illinois, and then, you know, there's there's always referrals that we can go outside of those states as well. Now, with a lot more people working remotely, do you see that being more beneficial? <clears throat> yeah, I mean, in the last six months, we've had people from Texas, Florida, goodness, California, uh, moving to Lafayette, West Lafayette, mm -hmm. but it works the other way as well. You know, if you, you've done a loan with us in the past and then you were relocating outside of the state, um, it's beneficial for us to be able to kind of advise outside of the state sometimes as well. Pretty cool. Yeah, just just keep our options open as many things as we can do, right? Yeah. Right. So we touched on VA. We talked a little bit about FHA. Um, he he started to bring up USDA, and you talked about that. And then there's just I, you know, there's standard com 
conventional and then jumbo and that's is there anything else in your your pocket there i mean there's variations of all of those yeah you know there's there's first time home buyer there's ami cap there's you know i i think too much to get into with with the time we have allotted here but um most of the variations of you know your subcategories of fha your subcategories of conventional we Building, you know, construction loans. I, I think that's worth a shout. There's a lot of confusion yeah. out there. Do we do construction loans? True construction loans. No, we, we don't. That's one area we don't play in. But I, I think it's it's worth a, a shout that most construction, most new construction, you can utilize any one of those programs, Jumbo, VA, FHA, USDA, for the new build if the if the, if the builder will work with you. There's Just do a one-time close, basically. Yeah, yeah. well, and, yeah. and most builders are going to carry the con- cost of construction yeah. and that, that i mean that's uh, alluding to scott's point there there's a big mis mis uh misinterpretation about what is a what is a construction loan versus just buying a home that's newly built mm-hmm. um so yeah just uh ask your builder most builders around here uh, barring you know a full custom yeah they, something super they want draws as they go super, yeah super custom yeah, yeah. Uh, most of our most of our builders that you know we're, we're preferred with they all carry the construction loan so cool um i know you it said you said it'd take a while to go through the, all of the programs but i would like to just touch a little bit on conventional just as a whole you know we've talked about you know usda very strict like the guidelines are pretty strict uh fha gets a little looser what's your opinion on conventional as you go up Conventional financing, um, the difference in conventional financing and and what we would call a government-backed loan, which is an FHA or USDA loan, a conventional loan, the risk is on the lender. Uh, When we do one of those loans, that is not backed any percentage by the the government. So if you default on the loan, it's our dime there. So conventional loans are a lot harder to qualify for. We're going to want to see that you have a little bit higher credit. We're going to want to see maybe you have a little bit higher down payment. Uh, payment history, it, it all matters a lot more for conventional loans. But when you look at subsets of conventional loans, there is credit given for a first-time home buyer, better pricing at times. Um, uh, you know, with conventional financing, sometimes the, the box that we talk about might be a little bit smaller to where you might not qualify for as much. Rates can be different for conventional financing as well. With us as the lender taking the risk there, um, excuse me, there's Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, which are the two government entities that write the guidelines where we do loans to without getting too deep into what those entities are uh, that can affect your rate and that can affect whether you qualify or not obviously if you qualify for conventional financing i don't know nine times out of ten i'd say that's that's the option that you're going to want to go and and you guys know that as real estate those are the offers you want to see and and to scott's point with with fannie and freddie um a lot of consumers think you know a conventional loan is a conventional loan unfortunately not all conventional loans are created equal um, and that's why we, we even partner with certain banks, credit unions here locally that will only do one or the other. You know, they, they may only underwrite loans to Fannie Mae. Um, and if Fannie Mae doesn't approve it, there's a good chance Freddie might. Um, so being able to offer both of those truly gives us, um, I, I think, the best shot at getting people qualified and getting people qualified for, for the amount that they want or need. And, and just on, on that topic of, of why do you as real estate agents want to see a conventional offer instead of maybe an FHA or USDA or, or something like that? Because the seller doesn't have to abide those government guidelines. The, the appraisals, obviously, <laughs> that what's of concern. Inspection items. Yeah, sometimes homes have some nicks and dings that we don't want to uh, get addressed in an appraisal. Conventional offers are usually a little bit less stringent on that. Yeah, I would agree. That's what, I mean, you... Uh, you want to see conventional coming in as the listing agent, ideally. I mean, th- there's nothing wrong with the other programs, and we're seeing a lot more of them definitely in the past year. Uh, but just overall, like if I have two offers that net out exactly the same, and one's you know 25% down conventional, and one's uh, a government-backed loan, probably advising to take the the t- conventional and that's where we consider ourselves advisors sometimes for a borrower it makes sense to go with an fha loan instead of a conventional loan even if it means that you don't get that property just with your financials we can offer a better rate less down payment a lot of factors where sometimes we would just tell that borrower hey you don't need to look at a conventional loan just where your credit is and your history we're going to be able to offer you much better terms with a usda and or an fha offer or something like 
Yeah, I think that's a good point because, you know, FHA, the rate, it's not like set, but it's it's, it's relatively, you know, it's what it is uh, in the conventional with you guys taking the risk flexes a lot more based on the person. Is that correct? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, or that's fair to say. Based I mean, on the statistics, I think you used that term earlier, of the person, their, their whole profile. Yeah, that's fair to say. I think in both programs or all programs, you know, the rate can be determined by a lot of different factors. Um, but I would say with an FHA loan, you operate in the bubble. You're going to get a better rate if you have lower credit score. It just boils down to that a lot of the time. So. One thing Jason and Scott did here recently, uh, how long have you been there now before I even say what it is? Uh, almost eight, March will be a year. Uh, it was right before we moved. My, I moved into my house. So. April, yeah. March, April. Yeah. So they recently launched their own office led by yours truly, Jason Everett, sitting right here. Um, so why it's the Everett team at Fairway yeah. Mortgage. But uh, uh, tell us about that experience a little bit. Yeah. So um, in coming to Fairway, uh, it's almost been almost been two years. Um, the biggest draw, I think, um, for for Scott and I, it was me. To start, it was me, Scott, and our assistant Ashley, who's been with me for I think seven years now. Um, the biggest draw was the autonomy that that they provided us. Um, so when, when working for a mortgage company, obviously you're, you're a small fish in, in a big pond. Um, but they really treat every one of their local offices like it's their only, only location. Um, so they came, they came up, they, we kind of, you know, perused around town. They let us pick a spot. Um, side note, thanks. Thanks, Rayco, really yeah, for that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, uh, they, they let us pick a spot. Um, and one of the most high traffic locations, I think in, in our area, right on 52 in West Lafayette. Um, then we got to work on the contract. Um, but the nice thing was that they gave us the autonomy as a team to kind of make some of those call them executive decisions when really it was, it was their dime. Um, they were the ones paying for the build out. They're the ones paying for the lease. Um, but they truly value the opinion of, of call it the local experts. Um, they let you make your own learning mistakes and pluses that's right. and minuses. That's right. Um, they let us hire, they let us, um, pick the location. So yeah, in, in doing that, um, it, it, it was pretty empowering. Um, it was the first time I'd ever personally dealt with anything commercially, um, bought and sold homes, owned rental properties. Um, so residential was, was pretty easy. Um, commercial was, was a different ball game. Yeah. Um, it always takes a lot longer than people think. Yeah. Yeah. The, the sales cycle was quite a bit longer than what, I mean, we're used to being, you know, 20, 25 day deadlines. And this was like, you know, kind of whenever well, this is a full, done, build, it'll full get build out too. Yeah. So. yeah. <laughs> um, but to, to that point, um, I think now that, now that we're settled, um, it was, it was a lot of learning. It was, you know, what do we need? What does an office entail? Um, everything down to, you know, the, the vacuuming the floor. Yeah. Like who we, does that? Yeah. Uh, I, I did it on Friday. Yeah. Um, we kind of <laughs> take turns. So, you know, taking out the trash, emptying the, uh, yeah, I, I hear you. I, I feel like we could relate a lot on that. Yeah. Uh, you know, my company's six, little over six years old now. Uh, I've vacuumed the floor. I take the trash out or my mom does, or my wife does. It's pretty like, you know, it's just random and responsibilities yep. my change. My wife has it on her calendar. She's like every other week. If you guys haven't cleaned it or you're too busy, yeah. I'll come in and clean clean. it real quick. Yeah, yeah. And her 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 definition of clean and my definition of cleaner. Yeah, my, my definition is more like picked up. Yeah, yeah. Organized, <laughs> controlled chaos. Um, but yeah. So again, I mean, I I don't think there's no way. Sure, it's it's Everett team, but there's there's no way I could have done any of this. I consulted with. Scott, I mean, numerous times, and then Ashley's opinion. Um, you know, she's she's got a good knack for making everything look pretty. While Scott and I are just kind of head down in our offices. Um, Ashley keeps you guys to, on track. She does. She's <laughs> yeah. She's uh, she's, she's an amazing asset. That's she for sure. she keeps the realtors on track too. Sometimes she like, does. Like, yeah. We, not, not just your side. It's like we need this, 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 and then you haven't sent it a day later. We still need this, this, yeah. and this. So. We uh, we don't have to worry about things getting done. That's for sure. <laughs> she'll she'll push people if if need be. Um, but yeah. So all, all in all, it's it's been an amazing journey over the last couple years. 
Um, and and super super thankful to have the the team that we have. Uh, we've added a couple new people, so um, Chris Davis and Jackson Anthrop. Um, so every office is now officially full in our new build out, which happened Great. a lot quicker than it's than we anticipated. Cool. <laughs> yeah, um, we were kind of giving ourselves a two to three year timeline for you know hiring, but so um, how many total you got at your location? Uh, there, there's five five total. Okay, five people, four four sales, and then one uh, assistant. And on any given day, there might be a few kids running around in there. <laughs> yeah. And their assistant's license, too, technically. Our so. assistant okay. is fully okay. licensed. Yeah, yeah she, she actually does some of her own loans when when the opportunity presents itself. It's yeah. When they're not keeping her busy enough, she goes <laughs> right. out and That's does it. Right. too. <laughs> so. Yeah, I think Jason's being, you know, a little bit uh, unassuming over there, but it was it was quite a project. You know, what what company gives you the chance to design and build your own office if you're not a... If you don't own the business, usually that's not an option. And, and I know it was a lot of work for him. Um, every week we'd check in. Hey, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? We go and we visit the the site, and um, pretty cool to get that experience. Yeah, alongside with doing mortgages. And I was building my own house Same simultaneously. Yeah. Yeah. So you were checking so on big projects. Yeah. So yeah. construction projects <laughs> just hit, hit Jason up over here. Yeah, <laughs> GC Jason right here. He'll just do it for you. Um, when you uh. You know, you said you've added a couple bodies and you, um, you called them out, and that's that's awesome. When ha, when you go to hire someone, like, what do you look for in a person or for a, you know the future of your company? And you know, uh, I pride myself on my business is not. And there's nothing wrong with this, and so I'm not saying it in a bad way. But you know, there's real estate brokerages where it's heartbeat and a license, and that's not me. Like, I, I want us to jive. I want us to talk. I want us to. Uh, I want the relationship to feel good in the office. And so, like, that's something I try really hard to do. Um, like, when you go to hire a new LO, like, what's what do you look for in a person? That's it. I, I think uh, <clears throat> you hit the nail on the head. So, for me, it's it's um, personality. Um, I think we've, we've got a really, really cool dynamic in our office. Um, and Scott and Ashley will tell you, every time we've hired somebody um, – I'll, I'll meet with them, I don't know, two, three, Chris, five, seven, ten times. Um, but then I'll always encourage Ashley and Scott to take them out on their own because I want their honest feedback. I want their opinion without me there, you know, breathing down their neck. So um, I, I think it's it's personality. I, I've told everybody I've hired, I said, mortgages is, is what we do. It's certainly not who we are. Um, and I think – having the personality um, that meshes with everybody else, clients included, is something you really can't teach. Um, you've got to have those interpersonal skills. Um, and a lot of times when, when clients are calling us last night, um, they call and they say, hey, I got your number. What's your rate? And, I mean, you, you have 45 seconds to a minute and a half to break those walls down and build a relationship. And if you can't do that, it's really hard to win in an uber competitive um, industry. You mean they call you at night, not just nine to five? Yeah, uh, yeah, every <laughs> once in a while. Um, but yeah, so I mean, to your point, I think um, having having someone that is going to fit well with, with the culture that we've built um, is the most important thing. I mean, running numbers that's uh you can learn that the yeah. computer does a lot of the math for you thankfully um so just you know knowing the guidelines learning that it's just like any new job you may have regardless of what you're selling or what you're offering product wise yeah um you know if i had to go sell uh caterpillar engines if i, if I can sell okay, yeah i don't know i don't even barely know how to spell engine but <laughs> if, if i had to learn about them i could certainly do that the computer yeah. will do it for you yeah. don't worry yeah, there you go. Um, I yeah, yeah i think i think that's that's what we've prided ourselves on is just having i would say uh the long and the short of it is is quality over quantity Agreed. um i i don't want to have you know 15 20 people in the office that maybe causes a little strife or chaos for everybody we've all got families we've all got social lives um, and, and I think that's, that's very, very important to keep us all grounded. I agree a hundred percent. It's, uh, everybody's got a jive and, uh, you know, we've, I won't, in the six years, I'll say, we, you know, I've made some mistakes and we've parted ways with those. Um, but, uh, and it's, it's normally mutual. I'll say that. So like 
they know or, or and I've turned people down before that have come and you know I've had a, a, I've had coffee with them and then I've had a lunch with them and I've just been come back and I normally talk to my wife a lot and I'm like this person just they might have some numbers but it's just not a good fit and it's 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 hard um, but I don't know it's just how I've tried to build the business yeah I think you've got a knack for that I'm gonna I'm gonna take a tangent here that probably nobody nobody thought of but I remember um, when this was probably so how long you been in the business Scott three years this was probably four years ago four and a half years ago okay you called me and said hey I've got a buddy I know you're trying to build a team I've got a buddy <laughs> who lives in Kentucky and moving back <laughs> he sells bourbon and he's moving back and I think you'd be a really good fit and I'm like man I sounds great I'd love to meet him I think Josh and I met a couple times once we met down here at Brewburger and um, I'll never forget that. And then I never heard anything else. Then he got, buddy, went and got a job at SA. <laughs> yeah. His buddy apparently moved back and he was like living happily ever after and bought a house and I didn't hear from him. And um, I kept on him. Yeah. And, and then uh, fast forward, I don't know, call it a year, a year after he moved back um, playing golf. Uh, in, in a men's league I play in and uh, guy brings me a bottle of bourbon and he's like hey um, I know Josh Shives I'm like oh so do I and uh, Ooh. that was Scott <laughs> so uh, yeah so uh, turns out Josh was uh, spot on he said I think my buddy would be really good at this and uh, turns out Scott was uh, one of the top in our company last year and only three years of doing it so um, I think having a knack, have been four. Yeah, having a knack for, for finding the right people that kind of fit the mold. Um, and, and again, Josh and I didn't work together. We, we didn't do deals together. Um, Not really. We just kind of knew yeah. each other um, from the industry. And, and I thought it was pretty humbling that he came to me and he's like, you know, I heard good things. I think you guys would be a good fit personality wise. And Scott and I are, are, uh, there you go. Trying to be a force, a force to be reckoned with. So yeah, people find their way to each other. I mean, That's it's, right. it's, there you go. It's worked out well for so you. So li little tangent. Um, I like the tangent. How, how so. I met Scott. Scotty. Some days I wonder why I'm not selling bourbon. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Fun fact. You moved down there without a job and didn't know what you were going to do. And then you ended up with a, a move back without a job, not knowing what well, I was going to do. Well, it seems to be a theory here. <laughs> <laughs> but when you moved down there, you had no idea. Uh, let's we can roll the clock back. Scott and I have known each other for a long time. We worked at Arnie's uh, on 350 South here uh, when we were like 18, 19 um, together. <laughs> and but you moved down to to Louisville without any job plans. We're managing an Arnie's. Ended up at Makers, and then I would call it your dream job at that point. You were like, "This is fun." Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it certainly it wasn't work every day. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, getting to travel some cool places and kind of like mortgages cool right people it's just so yeah. fun yeah uh, we, we joke all the time when we go in my office and, and you know there's some some pretty cool bourbons that uh you know doing mortgages isn't so bad but it, it has its days yeah i mean i mean who would want to walk around the maker's mark facility and tour people and drink bourbon all day it'd be miserable it'd be, it's, it'd be a rough job it's incredible that's a job that they pay you to do and you want to pay them i don't know but. what brought you back here then <laughs> Yeah. Family, kids, yeah, you know, yeah. Josh Ives. It, hey, hey, I, I think you'd be a really good uh, lender, you know, if, if you ever thought about the, well, I don't know. And yeah, yeah. And everything has a way of working its way out. So. so is there anything you learned from selling bourbon that has tied into your... I, I think it's important for everybody to do a little bit of time with, with corporate America, if you will. I, there's pros and cons to it, but it, it teaches you a lot about um, just dealing with people and getting out and seeing the world a little bit. I think it's helped me tremendously to... To put it into perspective, what we have here in Lafayette and West Lafayette is, is amazing. I mean, it's, it's, it's awesome, really is. Um, so, you know, sometimes when you get a little bit stressed, you, you think back to, you know, what you learned at those other jobs. And just dealing with people is the biggest thing. Did you ever, I mean, do you still know people that work down there? Of course. I'm sure you do. Of course. Did you ever go down and do, like, the VIP tour, Jason? If you didn't, you should no, go. No, we're, we're, tr we're trying. We're, we're getting <laughs> some guys from, from our corporate office in Fishers that we're going to try to make a little rip out of it and scott's gonna facilitate it for us the regular tour is fun but the the, the scott mooney just walk around do whatever you want tour was way better <laughs> i'm not sure i have those those credentials anymore i don't know if i have those badges <laughs> but yeah um 
I'm just enjoying. My yeah, coffee. you don't get you don't get to <laughs> you don't get to much interaction with the lending side of things. No, uh, I mean I have my only experience is when I when I've ever purchased or or sold a home. Um, but and that I mean I think that's that's I think that's an important note. I mean not not a lot of yeah not a lot of people. Um, I mean I I think I can say this for probably everybody in the industry that does what Scott and I do is you never like nobody grows up and they're like. Oh, not a we're not a lawyer we're not a nurse we're we're just it's like i don't know it, it's not a job many people think of so sure. most consumers don't i mean we're not selling a tangible product we're, we're not selling tvs at best buy or something you can take home it's something you only do every you know seven to ten years and uh i think knowing that it's it's important to um have a little bit of knowledge and and have a relationship with who you're entrusting with your finance because it is a big purchase. It's just huh? the biggest financial thing that most people do and they're like, no big deal. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I, I think that that's an important, brings up an important, an important point is yeah. Most, most people don't deal with the lend lending side very often. Um, and if you're dealing with the lending side a lot, you're either an investor or someone that's making poor life decisions um, <laughs> and you have to buy and sell constantly to, I don't know, relocate or whatever. So, Oh, we're going to move on to, to one final topic here, and that's uh, we, we've, we've touched on it a lot of times throughout this conversation, but your relationship with realtors and uh, uh, how that intertwines into your business. Who wants to start that? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's the lifeblood of, of, of what we do. You guys are, are more important sometimes than, than what you guys even know. I mean, you know, just in my personal experience, not being in the industry for too long, three years, I don't think I'd be here. I, and I shared with you, this with you last year. I don't think I'd be here doing mortgages. I gave myself uh, um, a sort of a timeline when I started this new career of how long I could do it. And I had to hit a certain number or, or I wouldn't be doing this. Obviously, I had other options and different corporate jobs. Uh, I was able to develop a couple of very Obviously, like it's just like you just got <laughs> tons of offers yeah. hanging out there. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, a couple of relationships that really that that drove my business and without those relationships, real estate, you know, where we get leads directly from real estate agents without those, I don't think I'd be here and working for fairway working you know, with Jason. And, um, it, it's everything to us when, when we're able to develop that, that trust really from a real estate agent of, Hey, I'm going to send you this person. And I know that this deal is going to get closed. Um, that's, that's important to us. It's super important to us too. Like we want to know, um, and, and you, and you tend to know, I mean, you don't control who your clients work with. Um, you can you can make suggestions and normally throw out a couple of them, and and then they call and they see they have that jive conversation. But it is it's super important that when you put your name on someone, that they at, at least they're going to give it their best shot, um, and that's pretty much all you can ask for. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. You you can't tell people who to work with. You can only suggest. That's Absolutely. right. Yeah. And I think yeah. those suggestions <clears throat> probably go a long way because me as just a, a home buyer, not in the the real estate field. Um, I, I relied on agents to say, Hey, who would you recommend? First point of contact. Yep. Yeah. And I mean, I, I think for me, um, the relationships that I've built in this business, um, I mean, all from realtors, of course, to title agents, um, owners of title companies, um, those relationships to me have become more than work. Um, I mean, they're, they're genuine friendships. They're people I care about, care about their families. Um, they care about my family. Um, you know, when, when we had kids, those are the people that are delivering food to your door. Um, so I think in this business, it's, it's, it is very, very personal. Um, and, and the fact that, you know, my wife and I travel, we go on vacation with realtors, um, our kids are friends with their kids. We play golf together. So it's whether whether we're doing business together or not, those are friendships that are, are genuine. Um, yeah. and, and I think having that, um, I mean, I think of the older I've gotten, the people you surround yourself with are, they, they say a lot about you. Um, you care less about the large circle in, in yeah, that, that's a good, that's a good way to put it. So, um, I, I'm very thankful for those because a lot of people that do what we do, um, it's very, very like, 
um, um, scratching the surface. The, the the relationships aren't aren't there. Um, and I and I think you know both Scott and I, and then you know uh, Chris and, and Jackson both. Those those true relationships, familial relationships, are are, are what matter. Um, the people that send you their their family members, their parents, their kids, um, and and they trust that you're going to take care of them. Be honest up front. Or they ask for the impossible. Yeah. <laughs> I, I recently sent over a family member, speaking of, and uh, asked for a 10-day close with Christmas in the middle. And uh, they accomplished it for me, though. Yeah, anything's possible, right? <laughs> Scott, Scott nailed it. <laughs> but, well, you think about it, and, and if you're a buyer, wouldn't it be nice if your real estate agent and your lender were going to lunch together? almost every day to, to talk about what needs to be talked about. It's absolutely, I yeah, know, I wouldn't trust if it wasn't that way. So the lines of communication being short help. Yeah. Um, it's, it's not, doesn't take a lot of effort to communicate. Maybe. You're both just very on top of, of what's going on in those files or, or transactions um, with those people. I should put it more general with those people's. We'll take the credit on this podcast, but we can thank Ashley for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, I didn't think it was possible to be really honest, but I called him. I called Scott and I was like, this, this listing agent wants to know if we can do this. And this is the reason it had a specific reason. And, uh, it wasn't business days. It was literally 10 calendar days, Christmas right in the middle. And, uh, he said, if you get me the paperwork by like four today, we'll get it done. And it was a deadline by the end of the year, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, re- so, I remember that. So it was, uh, it happened and, uh, I was, I was impressed. So even, even I get impressed with the lender every once in a while. I, I don't know about the processors and underwriters if, if they loved us on that one. Uh, everybody's got their... The, the buyers make a difference. Um, if, if the buyer's on board and they communicate well and you know get us what we need, um, it, it truly it, it takes a village to close I, a loan. I relayed that too. To, um, and uh, I was like, here's the deal. They said if we get this, we get I got to get them the purchase agreement by like the end of the day today. And then you have to get them everything they ask for, regardless of what it is, the next morning, right away. <laughs> I think we could have closed a day early. I, I don't. Could have done it nine. Could have done it nine. <laughs> don't advertise that. <laughs> Just a little bit. Maybe. Under promise, over deliver. <laughs> <Yeah>. Scott's motto. <laughs> well, uh, I uh, appreciate you guys joining us today on uh, Real Estate Copilot. Um, yeah, thanks for being here. Yeah, awesome. thank you guys. Happy thank you so here. much. Yeah, thanks, for, yeah, great to thanks talk. for having us. Yeah, make sure to subscribe to us on your favorite way to listen to podcasts. This is Real Estate Copilot. Thanks.